Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And welcome to season six. Oh my god, five. It's six, right? Yeah, it's six. <laughs> I'm kind of shocked we've been doing this this long. I know. I didn't know we would last this long. <laughs> I think it's because we're such like fad people. Like we both get really into things and then we lose interest and we like don't do it after like a month or so. So I'm shocked we've kept with it, but I think it's because we've fallen out of interest at different points and the other one has kept us on track. So uh-huh. we've we've made it this far. Unlike the blogs we do on our own, um, which <laughs> struggle to get a post a month. <laughs> so I think yeah, in term, we do better together than alone. Oh, that's so cute. It is really cute. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> um, so this episode, we're actually just going to talk about what we've been reading this past year because we haven't recorded since December and it is currently May. So it's been like about five, six months. And we're going to just tell you what the, what the season has in store. We're going to do it a little differently this time. We're going to record every other week. And release every other week instead of doing it every single week. And we're going to do it from now until the end of the year. Um, so there won't be two seasons in one year. So we're doing it a little differently just to work with our lives and post-COVID world where we're not locked in our houses all the time. But we're going to be on YouTube. Yes. This is our first video on YouTube. Um, do we even have a YouTube account created yet? You created one and I went to try and find it yesterday and could not. <laughs> Like I, I YouTubed or Googled or no, like on YouTube search for book talks podcast and other podcasts came up, but ours did not. I so. think it signed up with our email. I wonder what I named it though. I mean, we'll find it. We'll be on YouTube. It'll probably be under book talks podcast. <laughs> probably. Hopefully. Um, We'll post links on Instagram. So look there and our link tree. We'll have it as well, but Yeah, I'm going to try and edit tonight both and get it over with before the weekend starts. Ambitious. I know. It's Mother's Day, though, so I have to go home on Sunday. So either today or tomorrow, and tomorrow's supposed to be beautiful. Yeah, I've seen the weather there is getting nice. Is Arizona has reached too hot? It's hot, but I can still walk my dog in the evening, so it's not too hot yet. That's good. But it's definitely hot. So in the time period since we last recorded, I actually flew to Arizona for the first time and got to visit Marissa in her home state. Yeah. And it was so fun. We went, she met us at my hotel's pool and we had like a pool, pool day. Um, she brought a bag of books that she, we did not open a single one. <laughs> <laughs> we did advertise for the podcast though. <laughs> we did advertise. We had fruity slushy drinks and we went down water slides and it was a perfect reunion because it's my first time I think seeing you since we recorded like years like a year I think it was a whole year since I saw you last before that at least yeah oh my gosh feels like a lifetime ago we used to record in person I know I can't, I like, I don't know why. So uh, whenever I think of us recording in person, I think of us sitting on my couch doing Crescent City. And like, I I, I just, it's such good memories. They're and tainted I'll- slightly by the mouse that would run behind my couch, but otherwise fond memories. <laughs> I know. I did love your bl- brick wall. Uh-huh. 
It was so nice. No, I liked your apartment. It was a steal for what it was. Such a steal. I wonder how much they're charging now. Probably an arm and a leg. Um, but yeah. Um, do you have any life updates for the pod? Go personal life updates. Personal life updates. Um, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Honestly, no. Oh, well, I'm going on vacation next week. So Where to? I'm going to Florida. Um, to Clearwater Beach. And then to Miami. And in Miami, I'm going to try and go into the Versace mansion. I don't know if we're allowed in, but we're going to (laughs) try. I didn't know that there was a Versace mansion in Miami. I found out about it today. No, um, life updates. Let's see. Our TikTok is really growing. Um, If anyone follows us on TikTok, thank you. Because I have been posting like 20 times a day. And I'm sure it's really annoying. But we're almost to 3,000 followers. So that's like a big deal. That's huge. That's awesome. Because it's just my face on that TikTok. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> the IG has been slacking. I actually have so many photos is stacked up to post and review. I just haven't written them. But I was planning to do that Sunday on my train ride home. And just like mm-hmm. I have all the, more, all the photos. I'm just going to draft like reviews for them and just like schedule posts for the week um but yeah yeah sorry i've not been active on instagram i would like this going through more of a social media rut not really a reading rut like i've been reading a lot this year i just haven't been feeling to post about books on instagram i've just been wanting to enjoy the books almost mm-hmm. but i feel like the podcast makes me more excited to post on social media again so we'll get back to it it's a lot of work posting on social media like, I always think it's going to be a quick 60-second thing to record a little TikTok and post it. But, like, I have to add the little captions and I have to write the text. And then coming up with the hashtags. And you can't do too many, but you can't do too few. And then you watch the video 10 times. So you're like, oh, my gosh, I hate this. But I usually post it anyway. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, like, it's a lot of work. No, I agree. I think – and, again, we started this this – like Instagram and TikTok and podcasts during COVID when we really were like, didn't have anything else to do besides read, work and do this. Mm-hmm. So it was like an outlet that a creative outlet for us because our job is not creative enough for us. I guess a life, a life update for me is that I have taken up running, which Ugh. I never wanted to be a girl who runs, but I, <laughs> I like running. I it's, so I have also started dating somebody and he runs and our deal was that he would read Harry Potter and I would run a 10k and I have been training for like seven weeks now and he has read like a hundred pages of Harry Potter. <laughs> I think you're losing on this deal. <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, I'm like, can you just read like a chapter a night? And he's like, oh, but like, I want to play X-Fuck with the boys. And I'm like, literally, it's a 10-year-old reading level book. Like, just read a <laughs> chapter. I was like, just don't go on Instagram for 20 minutes. I don't know. Yeah, we've actually gotten like one actual argument about it. Because I was like, I I watch baseball now. Like, I just want him to want to read the Harry Potter. Like, I don't think it's that hard of a request. It's really not. That first book, I don't think is very long anyway. It's just like iconic. And I know we do not support like JK Rowling and what she's done, but it's like our childhood book. Me and Marissa both like grew up on this book. Like I think I read it for the like first time really young. Like my best friends growing up, like this is what our friendship was built on. So I love the series and I want I want him to read it. Yeah. 
it's yeah it's a really good series and plus two then you guys can like just have the movies on all day and he'll he like doesn't have to watch it because he knows what's going on it's just background noise you know oh it's on all the time anyway (laughs) (laughs) just kidding I used to make Jen watch it like all the time I used to leave the books out like on the table like in the living room and stuff like my roommate Jen just in the hope that maybe she'd pick it up (laughs) (laughs) does she ever get the hint no <laughs> I bought the, the first three new because I have them in paperback when I read them and I was like it's never been read in person before like come on <laughs> I mean those books need to be read like they want to be read thank you yeah <laughs> so yeah I have been running and so I tried to run with music and I literally hated it because I got so bored I was like and then I would just think about how miserable I was and how tired I was and I was like well this sucks so I started listening to books listening to audiobooks I listen to audiobooks I feel like way way too much now anyway but it goes so much faster like today I ran for 20 minutes straight and it I read a chapter or two I was like this is beautiful so reading and running is fun and that's how I got most of my books in this year is basically I've been running and listening to books but um, my goal this year is only 50 because I wanted to write more and I have not written written an ounce Oh my gosh. I got so burnt out with writing because I like got into this really big writing kick where I was like, all right, Marissa, buckle down. You need to do a couple thousand words a day, whatever it is. I don't care. Just write every single day. And then I started thinking about it constantly. Like at night as I was falling asleep, I was trying to plot it out in my head. And then I'd wake up and I'd like be going in to brush my teeth and plotting it out. And by the time I went to sit down and write, it was so boring. And I was like, do I hate my own story? (laughs) this is not interesting to me but I think it's just because I'd already spent so much time thinking about it and so the scenes weren't like fresh and exciting and I just got in such a rut and now I haven't written like a book (laughs) I keep waiting for life to settle down to write and I'm realizing that life is never going to settle down it's not so I I don't know what I want to do about writing right now it's on the back burner it's not like an, an urge that I need to do right now but I still like it. I still have my story in my mind and I still mm-hmm. want to write it. And I have still plotted the entire thing out. I just need to put pen to paper. It's hard. It's so hard. Like I applaud everyone who's actually written and published something because I can't even get through the drafting stage. And publishing something requires reading it, editing it, like draft two, draft three, and then sending it off and like maybe getting it professionally edited, whatever, and then either traditionally publishing or self-publishing like it's a lot of work I cannot get through the first step I, my issue is I hate rereading my work like absolutely despise it and like I so we I mean Marissa have both started a blog mine's just more of like a, a lifestyle blog so I wanted to improve my writing so I started like let me just write my travels I sent it to Tom to read for the first time because I'm like oh just proofread it for me he's like Kayla this is like so grammatically wrong like in so many ways like your sentences don't even make sense and I'm like he's like you don't even read what you wrote and I was like I didn't <laughs> yeah I mean, I I know you struggle with grammar a little, you know, from the emails I've proofread for you. He was really appalled with my writing. (laughs) But that's good, though. Like, it's a good, safe place to practice. And, you know, you just have to get back to it. He he was, I think, because I, like, talked to my aspirations about writing more. And I think he probably expected me to be, like, better about it. The thing is, I just have stories in my head that I want to tell. Like, I don't, I don't really want to write. I just want to tell the stories in my head. 
Yeah. Um, so that's my my issue. You need like a ghostwriter and you can just summarize the story for them and then they can write it down for you. I mean, I don't know, like the, I'm starting to wonder if I even like writing or if I just want to be like famous. And I was always told I was good at writing. So I thought that was the way to do it. But I'm just like starting to question, do I even enjoy it? Because every time I sit down to write, it becomes this chore. And I'm like, I don't know that I even care anymore. I think you're a perfectionist. And that's why you don't like writing. Like, I think this is something you think you're going to fail at. I mean, it's true. I definitely do. Well, I th- I get depressed too whenever I think about writing because this is going to sound so stupid. <laughs> but in fifth grade, I won student of the month for the month of May. And in it, I still have the little thing that my teacher wrote up about it. She said, I can't wait to watch Marissa grow in high school. She's going to be the lead editor on the school's newspaper. And then in college, I bet she'll have already published her first book. And I hope she sends me a copy. And I think about it all the time. And I'm like, man, I let my fifth grade teacher down. Like, I let myself down. I'm a failure. (laughs) Well, the other thing, is that what you want? Like, do you want that to be the things you've accomplished? So I don't think you're letting your teacher down. Just letting down fifth, five-year-old. How old you are in fifth grade, Marissa down? A little older than five. <laughs> yeah. But how old? What, like 10? I don't know I how old. like, yeah, 10, 11 maybe. Um, but there's still time. I keep thinking, I could keep reminding myself that. Like so many people in late in life become successful, change careers. Like there's like, we don't have to have it all figured out right now. That's what I keep reminding myself. Like, so I'm in going through a a tough choice with my career and which direction I want to go in. And I keep thinking, like, it's only for a year. Like, I only really have to stay for a year. After that, I can leave again. Like, there's no set in stone. So I just yeah. need to just take a year at a time. Rest. A year at a time. <laughs> Baby steps. One whole year at a time. <laughs> just take a sabbatical. <laughs> well, the thing is, I... Uh, like this time last year, or maybe even the year before, I was like, one year goal to get my book done. I'm going to get it done in a year. And I plotted it all out. I'm really good at plotting things out, like, you know, planning the calendar, but sticking to it. I'm like, okay, I have two years now passed and I'm still at like 35,000 words. <laughs> it's fine though. Like it's going to happen. It's a good story. Um, It's just, you know, writing's hard and I do want to be a writer. A published writer. For those who don't know me and you haven't got from this conversation, me and Marissa want to write books. We've wanted to write about books for for a while now and we just haven't gotten to it because we work in accounting and we have busy careers. We just feel very creatively stunted at, at our careers. But I mean, that is why I like having the podcast because it is like we do it together. So you force me to do it. I force you to do it. And it's going to force me to actually read some physical books finally. Because like you, I tend to gravitate towards audiobooks these days, which it feels is, like cheating. It does feel like cheating. I don't, and I don't think it should. I mm-hmm. do think, I think it's so funny how of a, much of a 180 we have. I remember the first season of the podcast where like, you, I think you specifically were like, I can never do an audiobook. And <laughs> I used to only be able to do audiobooks of books that I've already read. So uh-huh. I would do audiobooks of Akatar and Harry Potter and Throne of Glass because I've already read them. And now I eat up romance audiobooks like 
nothing like in a day like if i'm doing a, like a mindless task for work i'm popping an audiobook and i'm just finishing it yeah i love the little like eight hour ones that i can just finish in a work day <laughs> like man i feel so accomplished I read a whole book today i listen to them on like two point like two point speed now like it, they're freaking flying my mom has finally upped her speed too. Cause I remember I used to listen on like 1.4, 1.5 and she'd always come in the room and be like, how can you even understand that? And now she's doing the same thing. Like the more you do audiobooks, the faster you can go. It's funny because for some reason, I guess, cause we mean how I'm watching videos together with our headphones on my iPad on the plane. So whenever my phone, like, if he's like walks away and comes back to me, I'm my headphones in hit in my like audio transfers him too. So okay. I'm listening to an audiobook at the gym and it's like going two point speed and it just like goes his headphones like across the gym. And he's like, what are you even listening to? I don't understand what they're saying. And it's funny because half the time it's like the, the smutty scenes will go to his ears and he's like, I can't even understand it. I was like, good, because it was sex. Like, <laughs> I, Yeah, I mean, okay, that is the one thing about audiobooks and romance that I struggle with listening to the sex scenes feels so cringe to me like I will never forget I'm getting hot just thinking about it (laughs) that that Tessa Bailey book hook line and sinker there's this scene where they get hot and heavy in the car and (laughs) I was like so scared one of my parents was gonna walk in while I'm listening to this and it's so funny the way some narrators do it because like some narrators are just so normal about it like oh yeah baby I have started just fast forwarding through some sex scenes if I know it's like if it's like not the first time I have sex it's like the second time I have sex and it's like doesn't really like help the story along I sometimes just fast forward towards it because I'm like I don't, I don't I'm like at the office I'm like I don't need to listen to this <laughs> Your boss comes over. Kayla, why is your face so flushed? <laughs> I, yeah, I see. I feel guilty reading a lot of audiobooks more often than not, but I also shouldn't feel guilty. Like it should be considered reading too. It's so weird how there's like a stigma around it. And I don't even believe the stigma. And yet I feel like, I, I feel the pressure of it. I feel like audiobooks are cheating, that they don't really count, that for whatever reason, it's not really reading. And like, it's, it's not technically reading with your eyes, but you're still consuming a book. You're still like, I feel like the biggest part about reading is living someone's life through their perspective. And you learn so much about other people. And I feel like you learn empathy from reading. And I feel like that's what happens when you listen to books. You just like listening to people's stories through their eyes and through their opinions. And you're just like getting different sides of things that you wouldn't experience yourself. So I think it's reading. I count it towards my, like I put in Goodreads, like. Any book I consume goes in Goodreads for sure. I got to meet that Goodreads goal. So, okay. Talk about Goodreads goals. My goal last year was to read a hundred books and I hustled. Like I read 20 books and I got to 99. Oh, it hurts. It hurts so bad. So the thing is, when just came for New Year's, I left two days before the year ended, and I was like, I'm just going to read a book on the plane. But I had a red eye that I was landing in Spain at, like, 10 a.m. Like, if I stayed up while not reading, I would be a zombie. So I was like, you know what? Like, let's, we're just going to go sleep. But I was so – I even was doing novellas. Like, I had those Allie Hazelwood, like, like science novellas. 
I was like one, two, three right there. Like I was like whipping through them. I was trying to find the fastest novella that I could find on Libby on anything, but I couldn't do it. I mean, you're better than me for telling the truth. I for sure would have like read a book because you can change the dates on Goodreads. So I probably would have (laughs) logged a book, changed the date and been like, Kayla, I met my goal. (laughs) I feel like 99, I see, I feel like it's so beautifully sad. (laughs) It's tragic. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm just going to let it be. I failed. But this year we lowered it to 50, a more attainable goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I read some really good ones this year. Oh, what is your reading goal for the year, though, before I say my favorite Okay, book? my reading goal is only 50. Um, Last year it was 75, and I achieved 75. And that was a pretty big deal for me because the year before, I think my goal was like 30. And I got like 35 or something, which is probably like more than half came from the podcast. I just like, I wasn't. I hadn't really discovered audiobooks yet. And so getting to a higher number was hard. Now that I have audiobooks, I like to do thrillers on audio and then physically read fantasy and romance. Although I do like doing some, like I did the um the Love Hypothesis on audio and it was so fun. The the narrator was so good and it was like like it just felt like a breeze, so easy to listen to. Um, which is funny because like I don't actually love those books that much probably like if I were to physically read them but listening to them is just a whole different experience um, but thrillers I really like doing on audiobook because I just feel like I don't know it's kind of spooky I do think you like certain books only on a specific form like my cousin and my cousin's wife were talking this weekend we heard about um, Evelyn Hugo and her like seven husbands and I physically read it, and I think I'd say my least favorite book of her books. Like I really liked her other books that she wrote. Mm-hmm. And my cousin was like, "No, that's my favorite." But her and my cousin's wife listened to it instead of reading it physically. Okay, do you feel like that influences you on how if you like the book more or not? Like I, Daisy Jones will always be first for me in Jenkins Chinkin Reads world, mm-hmm. but I just didn't love Evelyn Hugo as much as everyone else did. Yeah, no, I I get that. Sometimes I actually feel bad for rating books lower when I've listened generally when I've listened to them because I'm like well maybe I zoned out and wasn't paying attention and missed something and so maybe that's affecting my score you know maybe if I just physically read it it would have clicked better but I mean like I still give honest reviews about things because you know I did consume it as long as I got to the end like I did I I got through it and you know I didn't like it for whatever reason but I feel kind of (laughs) guilty I feel like I think about it more when I'm reading it and I, lo- I rate it lower when I read it because I don't consume it in one like in one day like when I'm reading it like, a couple days whenever I listen to it I'm like oh it's cute four stars like there's no yeah. thought I do think I'll do our thrillers for the podcast and audiobook I just really struggle physically reading thrillers because it makes me so anxious that I don't uh-huh. want to the page yeah um, it's like uh, from Friends when Joey's reading The Shining and it's so scary. So he'll put the whole book in the freezer because if it's in the freezer, it can't it can't get him, I guess. <laughs> it's a cultural reference if you've watched Friends. Have you, re- have you recently rewatched? I'm always like kind of rewatching Friends. Uh, my parents when typically watch shows together, but lately they haven't had a show. So I've been coming out and turning friends on sometimes in the evenings. Not as much lately because I'm kind of busy with work, but that's usually what we will watch like a couple episodes of that in the evening sometimes. I've been rewatching Modern Family. Like on oh, re-watch. we're also rewatching that. 
<laughs> I just love I all of them. I can't get enough of them. Okay, a hot take, not my take and not a book take, but just a modern family take. Both my parents said, "Ugh, Claire and Phil are so annoying." And I was like, "What?" Wait, so Tom's mom watches Modern Family too, and she also said that. Oh my gosh, it's got to be some kind of generational gap. Because I, I think Phil is so funny. Like when he says like really inappropriate things, he doesn't like even realize it. Like my favorite scene is, you know, when he's like shaking those weights and he's like, good morning. Like, hope your daughter's doing well. And he's like, has those shake weights. It looks so inappropriate. Yeah. He doesn't even like notice it. Like he- <laughs> he's so funny. There's, we just watched the one where they'd gone to like adult camp and I guess he was on team white and he had a shirt that said, if you ain't white, you ain't right. And he was wearing it in front of these these black people <laughs> he's so innocent he's like what like team white team white it's, it's so funny like oh the humor on that show is top notch my favorite is like cameron and um mitchell like i just i think love them so funny okay so since you have been reading a lot of thrillers or books this year what are your top three that you have mm. read this year? Okay, well, I pulled up Goodreads specifically for this because I knew it was coming, um, without a doubt. And this will surprise no one. Karen Slaughter is at the top of my <laughs> the top of my read. Okay, so I've read like seventeen books this year, and of those, I think ten have been Karen Slaughter books. <laughs> How many books does um, she have? Because you've read like so many in general. Yeah, so there are, there are six in the Grant County series. I think there are eight or nine in the Will Trent series. She has probably four or five standalones. And then she has novellas in some of the series and like with some of the standalones. So far, I've read all of Grant County, all the standalones, I think all of the novellas, and I'm through all the Will Trent books. I'm pretty sure I've read every single book she's written at this point. Oh my goodness. So you're just like waiting for a new one. Her new one comes out in August and I am on a list to get it early. So I'm like really excited. Um, But yeah, no, her books, I've I've read a ton of them. They're all four or five stars for me. But my favorite was in the Will Trent series called Unseen. Was that the one? I think that was the one. Yeah, I wrote by far my favorite in the Will Trent series, Absolute Perfection. So that, like, of the books I've read this year, that one takes the cake, for sure. So this series, I've actually never read a, a thriller or a thriller series. Like, do people just keep dying each book? Like, how does it work? Yes. <laughs> like, no, so- dead the whole time, and just like the the mystery carries through eight books. No, no. So, um, it is like. Um, different people die in different books but she has her main set of characters so like for example in the Will Trent series oh this might be a bad example no people have read the Will Trent series okay if you don't want any spoilers just like skip ahead but Will Trent series has Will Trent obviously Faith Mitchell and Sarah Linden Will and Faith are like cops kind of more like FBI they're with the like Georgia Bureau of Investigation and then Sarah Linden's like a medical examiner. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. Examiner. And so it's kind of them solving crimes and also like relationships are formed in that. And like Sarah's medical 
past helps her be like sometimes a coroner, sometimes a medical examiner. Sometimes she's the person who gets kidnapped. Like different things happen to the main characters. And usually all of the deaths or disappearances somehow, you know, remind them of something of their past or can be related to something from their past. Um, And the Grant County series sometimes crosses over with the Will Trent series, which is really exciting. So we read one book of hers last year for the podcast, correct? Mm -hmm. Was that part of any series or like a spinoff? That was a standalone. Well, actually, technically I lied. That's technically book two in, I don't know what she's calling it. I think maybe the Andrea Oliver series. It's funny because I considered that a standalone pieces of her. And then she came out with, I think it's Girl Forgotten or something. Um, I honestly don't remember. It's it's probably my least favorite book in her entire repertoire. So I'm so sad that that's the one you read. But I think the reason I like the series is because you stick with the same characters and you grow with them and you learn more about them with each book. There's just so much character development. Whereas a standalone, and I didn't know this about thrillers until I read Karen Slaughter, like standalones just end. And you're like, oh, I was just starting to get to know that character or find whatever. I'll just move on to the next one. And you completely forget about the book you just read. But like with a series, I will never forget these characters. They are ingrained in my brain. Like, I just, I love it so much. She's, she's a genius. I think that's the case with all series books, like with fantasy. Like I really don't like fantasy standalones. Like I really struggle getting into them. I think mostly because their, their sequels come out a year or two later where I've already forgotten them or they just don't have a sequel and we come back to the series and like I'm very thankful that I've read Akatar later when all the books came out mm-hmm. glass because I got so invested and like I'll never forget those characters so like I'm a big yeah I'm a big series gal I feel like I'm, I'm looking for a good fantasy th- series to get really into but I haven't really found one I know I really struggle with fantasy so much because it's so much effort to learn the world, to learn the characters. And like you said, I mean, when the next book isn't out, so like I've been waiting to read, there's a really popular series coming out like on TikTok. I think it's A House of Salt and Sorrows. Um, And I see her books everywhere, her videos everywhere. And finally, I think the first three books are out. So at least, like, I have something to read. But I remember when the first book came out, I was like, man, it's everyone's talking about it. But I don't want to just read one book without there being something else. That's how we are with Crescent City. Like, it feels really good to read it as it's being published. Like, it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have to reread both those books because I forgot everything. Oh, my gosh. I I I requested them both on Libby like audiobooks because I don't know if I can get through 800 pages I don't know I don't know if my brain can do it again I I have them both on I have one of them on my audible account I think I just purchased it um but even like I love romance series where they like each main each book is a different main character and they fall Mm -hmm. in love to like be in that world where it's a world I already know the rules and like know the side characters and you get to see the old couples like thrive so I yeah. love those kinds of books, which brings me to one of the favorite books that I've read this year is Throttled, which I don't love the name, but it's <laughs> the Dirty Air series by Lauren Asher. And oh it's me aggressively into F1, like racing. Like it's all about, it's just like these, like each book is an F1 racer who like falls in love. 
and I love it. I just actually read, I made this list before I finished the second book in the series. I think I might like that one better. They're actually all slow burns, and I think I'm liking slow burns a lot. I think I always like slow burns, but I definitely prefer them now. Like, I notice I prefer them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like them a lot. That's and good. I feel like everyone's been into F1 because of that Netflix show recently that's came out. So I don't think I, which is it called? Like, what's it called? <laughs> okay. Um, I always thought race car driving was just like NASCAR, and I thought like NASCAR was trash. And then you pull up on like F1 and she's like pretty accurate in like her description of like the races. I forget what they're called now, but like they travel the entire world for eight months of the year. Like they go to like all these uh, exotic places around the world and just race. And they have, oh, it's called the Grand Prix or Grand Prix. Oh, right. And they're like the Monaco Grand Prix. They're like, oh, the Japan. And they're like in these crazy places. And it just sounds so cool. I like her books a lot. I've been, I'm in the third one now and I'm just getting real into it. Um, That's why I do like romance series sometimes. Yeah, no, I like when they interlap or overlap like that as well. Um, I, I felt like Candy Steiner always did that really well. But I might have to check these ones out. Although, like, I'm not into race cars. Like, the only thing I know about race cars is literally what I know from the, what, the Herbie movies? The, like, Love Bug movie? What are they called? <laughs> uh, Herbie Fully Loaded? Yeah, like, those movies. That's all I know. Like, don't they just race, like, Love Bug cars? What, what, what are those called? <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Yeah. I, remember, I remember watching movies as a kid, but I remember the plot. Um, if you're looking for a romance series, uh, I would do the Anna Hong, um, like Twisted Love series, and like I've heard a lot about that. And the covers are so pretty. I really like like the the boys are like really dark, and I feel like that's your thing. Like you love a nice damaged man. So yes, <laughs> give me all the baggage. The next book I really liked was uh, In a New York Minute by Kate Spencer. I think this one just, like, reminded me of New York. It was actually about a girl who got, like, laid off, like, kind of had a start from Grand Zero, and she was, like, living in New York. She actually lived in Brooklyn, though. I think she lived in Brooklyn. I remember she had a long subway ride to work. And my third favorite was, um, well, I actually was torn between this. So, I really love Christina Lauren. Like, I'm a sister. I actually don't have this book in physical copy. I listen to an audiobook. But I love how she writes her female, like, leads like they're always like a little quirky a little different and i really like josh and hazel's guide to not dating Mm. hazel was like very like eccentric and she was like and just like weird and that was like her biggest thing was like original like she wanted to be herself and like if you couldn't like her the way she was like screw you and i love that mindset because i feel like we're not like we're a little weird we're a little quirky and i feel the same way I like it. I've been called too much before, and I'm always saying if I too much, then go find less. Exactly. So I really like Christina Lauren. I'm excited because we're going to be reading her book for the podcast mm-hmm. this season, but I really like that one. And I really liked, uh, funny you should ask, I just love Hollywood like romance stories. And this was between a reporter and this like Hollywood star, uh, star guy, starlet. <laughs> it's going to go almost starlet, but it's a boy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. But yeah, this is my first, my top four books. Um, do you want to go into your least favorite books you read this year? Oh, my least favorite. Let's see. 
Let me check the list. Hmm. I mean, I didn't rate anything, honestly, that low because I liked most of what I read. But I will say I was disappointed in Lisa Jewell's new book, The Family Remains, which, I mean, that's also technically a sequel to a book, a thriller. I love how you just talk about romances. <laughs> I'm just talking about thrillers. <laughs> Whoops. Oh. <laughs> we have our things. Yeah. Well, I have up there on my shelf somewhere. I have The Family Upstairs. And that's the first book in the series. And I listened to it on audiobook. And I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. But it everyone went crazy for that book. It was like Lisa Jewell's breakout moment, I feel like. I don't know. I might be making that up, but that's what it felt like to me. So I was really excited for The Family Remains because I thought, okay, well, I listened to the first one on audiobook, but maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. So I'm going to really like pay attention to this one. And it was like nice. I actually think I liked it better than the first one, but it was just like an epilogue. It was like a 300 page happy epilogue. <laughs> that was it and like I liked it like I gave it four stars but there is no substance to that book <laughs> none at all it's just There's a cash grab was there thrillers I think someone's trying to track someone down and that's what made it thrilling but like it wasn't really thrilling I mean like it was like I kept reading it obviously but it wasn't like someone died you know give me the murders <laughs> You know what actually was my least favorite book we read last year for the podcast? Five Survive. That one was disappointing because we love Holly Jackson. We do. I remember I texted you and I was like, Marissa, I'm so scared. This book is awful. And you were like, I can't wait to read it. And I was like, no, this is a bad type of scared. This isn't a good type of scared. And you read it like 100 pages and you're like, you're right. This is a bad type of scared. I hated it. So my mom loved it, but she didn't grow up in the generation of like mass shootings. And since this book was like, they were trapped in an RV and someone is shooting at the RV, it really triggered me. Like, I was not okay. I felt so claustrophobic. I was just so, like, you didn't know. Yeah, it was just so scary. And I did not enjoy it at all. Um, That was like, yeah, it was a lot of fun because we love, I always recommend A Good Girl's Guide to Murder to people who want to get into reading, who want mm-hmm. a little bit of romance, a little bit of action, like a little bit of mystery. Like I think it has, I think it's the whole package. And people who, all people who get into reading don't really want like smut from the first book. And I right. think it's the perfect book for them. Um, so I love Holly Jackson. I think that book was a miss. I think it was too. Um, though my my mom liked it. So maybe if, if, Getting shot at in an RV is something you find exciting. You'll like it too. <laughs> it, just, it made me too nervous. Um, I, I just kind of, I wrote three books, but I really didn't have that many books I disliked. I read Faker by Sarah, I'm going to butcher her last name. I'm just going to say it's Encave and Carve Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had it for like literally ever, like actually like on my books, like on the book itself, it just says Sarah Smith. But like, if you go on Goodreads, like she's changed her name and like, as an author, like that's how long I've owned this book. <laughs> and, it, and it's from Berkeley, which usually like don't really have like any, like, I feel like a lot of their books are pretty good hit romance wise. It was so cringy. Mm-hmm. And it was like that workplace romance where they have like the same position and the guy's like bros with the boss. So he's, it's like the hating game. Mm-hmm. But and I hated the hating game. You hated the hating game. 
Because I'm so sick of this narrative of, like, the guy and the girl of the same position, but the boy is favored because he's friends with the boss. I get it. It happens. I don't really want to read about it. You're living it. You don't want to read about it. (laughs) I don't want to read about it. And in a love story where she falls in love with him and the whole time he was actually just in love with her. That's like, I'm so sick of that narrative that I'm just like, give me something else. I also don't like, I I feel like this happened at the end of the hating game. Didn't he like bow out of the competition for the big job so she could get it? As if a girl couldn't earn it on her own merits. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of like we don't need that savior moment from you, sir. Just fall in love with me and do me good, you know? Like, <laughs> what really ticked me off at the hating game is him painting the walls the color of her eyes before oh being even dated. That is just like stage 10 clinger. Like, I, I would have ran out of the room immediately. It's honestly like stalkerish. It's it's something that would happen in one of my thriller books. Yeah. And then like a week later you're tied up in his closet. You're hog tied <laughs> in his closet. That's he No, no, like let's continue with the logic of the hating game. He poisoned her food. That's why she got sick and had to stay in his bed. Then he hog ties her in the closet and he keeps her there forever. <laughs> and just continues to paint the room. It's like a shade of her eyes. Oh. <laughs> So bad. Oh, I mean, it's funny because I actually love that book because I love their quirky banter. But like looking back, I tell my mom this all the time. I'll be like, me and Kayla will really like a book and then we'll talk about it on the podcast and we'll be like, huh, it wasn't that good. (laughs) I think it happens almost every time because I think we like just look at the details and we're like, because you read read books so fast and like we read so many books that they all just kind of blend together sometimes. I know. really dissect one book you're like flaws not flaws in the book but like this like this is an irk of a person's trait like this is a red flag in dating to me like we're just like little things yeah or like the the quote that I keep seeing in every single thriller that is driving me crazy they dry swallowed their pills like just get a glass of water who's like when I start thinking about sentences like that I start to really hate the book Another book I didn't love was Wicked Beauty by Katie Roberts. Roberts. Mm. I so I've this is the third book of the Dark Olympus series. And it's a really cool idea in the sense that all these gods are just like rulers of the city. Like they don't have powers, they're just like they're just like the mayors of the city. So they still keep the story true and, and there's like a slight magic sense with it, but I think it's a really cool idea the a lot of the positions are like voted for so or like you fight for them so like you want to be voted as the next Aphrodite like Aphrodite and like people it's like cutthroat like you want to kill someone to get it like kind of stuff okay uh, so it's a cool idea and I really like it I just I don't know each book I like get into it and then I just like don't pick it up for like a month and then I like have to make myself finish it this has like been the like all three books I've like felt the same and I don't know what it is because I really do like the plot of the country, like of the world. I think it might be in, I mean, I love smut as much as the next one. I think it might be just like too much smut for a world. This Like I want to be more in the story. I don't want to be as much in the smut. And I think Katie Roberts like, is known for her smut. Mm. Yeah, I think you sent me a video by her and she just, she talks about how, oh, this one's going to be smuttier than the next or the last. So I definitely think people some people want that maybe you're just not one of them 
I think I'm like leaning away from smut. Mm. I think I just like sometimes, like I sometimes I think it needed in the story and I love a slow burn, but I think sometimes it's a little too much. Yeah, I don't like when it happens too quickly in the book and then it happens again and then you wait 300 pages for them to actually fall in love and then it happens for like the first real time. It's like, I'd rather just wait for the like real, the real scene. I just hate when it's in every chapter. Yeah, that too. It's a lot. I got, I love sex in the book. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm all for smut. I don't need it in every chapter. I just want it when, like, it's needed for the story. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I think some books lately have just been really smutty. Like, I feel like I I struggle finding a romance book that isn't too smutty now. Mm. Interesting. It's probably because of book talk. Like, they really are driving the trends in books, I think. And book talk is very pro-spice. And so I'm guessing more books with spice are being published and marketed to our age. And so that's why it's happening. I I don't know. I just feel like it's in my, it's not my mood right now. Like, it could change in, like, a, a couple months. Like, I could be like, oh, I want a smutty book. So I think it's just my mood right now. But... Yeah, I've had been. I think that's why my issue with Wicked Beauty, but I do like the cool world. So, still sounds different. interesting. Oh, we should list our lineup for next season. Um, yeah. We have, we have how many books? We have fifteen books for this next season, and we have four fantasies, five romance, four thrillers, one contemporary fiction, and one historical fiction. Which I apologize for that uneven romance thriller number, Marissa. Oh, it's fine. It's totally okay. We got I, some good ones on there. I think it's because romances for both of us are just easy reads. They are. And we we sometimes get really busy. We just love an easy read. Okay, first up, we have The True Love Experiment by Christina Lauren. Then we have Love Theoretically by Allie Hazelwood. The One and Only Left by Riley Sager. The Serpent and Wings of Night by Carissa Broadbent. Uh, Everyone Here is Lying by Shari Lapina. Uh, Broken Bonds by Jay Bree, The Maid by Nita Prose, Happy Place by Emily Henry, Tomorrow, Tomorrow, and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zeville. Next up is Before I Let You Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan. After that is Air of Fire by Sarah J. Mass, our favorite. Following uh, that is Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez. Then Outlander by Diana uh Gab- <laughs> I want to say Gabagool, but it's not that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't pronounce it. It's, you guys know Outlander. Um, after you- that is The Villa by Rachel Haw- Hawkins. And mm-hmm. following and last is The Atlas Six by Libby Al- Olivy Blake. I just butchered so many names. It's fine. They they know the titles. It's good. Um. I'm nervous about how many fantasy books we have on here. I know. Um, Which books are you most looking forward to? So the one I am most looking forward to is The Serpent and the Wings of Night, because I have seen that all over TikTok. Everyone says it's basically like Akatar, and then people say, no, it's nothing like Akatar. And so I just like want to see, is it like Akatar or isn't it like Akatar? And is it the next big thing? Also, I like the cover. Um, I'm really excited for the true love experiment, but that could be because I started it last night and I see myself in the main character a little bit, you know, so I like the representation. And, um, I think I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited for a lot of them, 
but I've been really wanting to read The Villa by Rachel Hawkins because I really liked her last book I read. Even though it was like, it wasn't that great, it kept me so entertained. I was so entertained. So I hope it's good. I am excited. When you texted me last night about the Christine Lauren, it made me happy. Um, I was just, I could not sleep last night. And me and Marissa literally talked New York time from 2 a.m. or maybe 2.30 to like 4.30, 5 o'clock. It was late. <laughs> it was bad. I literally just did not, I didn't go back to sleep. I just stayed awake. Oh gosh, you've got to be exhausted. I'm actually not. Okay. No, what's wrong with me? I'm most excited for... Yeah, The True Love Experiment. I love Christina Lauren. The combo is my fave. Yours truly. Also love Abby Jimenez. We do do a lot of repeat authors. But I like, totally miss that. I'm excited for Abby Jimenez too. Jimenez, Jimenez, whatever. You just like, they're hits. Um, <laughs> and then I'm really excited actually for the Atlas Six. Okay. I went to her lecture about her second book in that series at Barnes & Noble like a couple months ago. And she was so cool and mm-hmm. hip. And I just wanted to be her friend. So we want to read it, um, but I just like, I knew it was like a book I needed to pay attention to. So I have always a perfect podcast book because I think it's like more of a sit, it's like read and analyze. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for this lineup in general. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're excited for our upcoming season. Um, make sure to tune in on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Book Talks Podcast. And you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Book Talks Podcast. And you'll find us on YouTube once I figure out how to name us or what our name is. Currently, we're having technical difficulties, but stay tuned. We hope you enjoy. This is Kayla. And Marissa. Have a good night.